Just after 11 o'clock, it's Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall or online, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, Donnie P with you here on this windy Tuesday morning here in the Capital Region. Hope you're all having a fantastic day. If you want to get in on the conversation, 1-833-401-1440 is the text line. You can also email us, Connor at Sports1440, Brandon at Sports1440.ca. Also, on social media, we're on Twitter, X, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want to get a hold of us, threads. Just search Sports1440. Brandon, good morning. How's it going so far? Good morning, Connor. It is, uh, it's a great morning. We had some uh, some good laughs over the course of the Kevin Carey show with, uh, with Speck, with Donovan the intern, who's now on probation for another additional week. Yeah. Um, Grant telling some great stories. Cam Connor in studio. So if anybody missed any portion of uh, the Kevin Carey show, I strongly encourage you uh, later on today to uh, head over to Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, give them a download. We'll have individual interviews of our of the time with Cam uh, in studio, um, the chat with Grant, some NBA talk. It was a nice variety on the show this morning. I loved it. That's what is great about the Kevin Carey's show, uh, especially on this week where the Edmonton Oilers are off. It's like what what are we what are we talking about? Here? We can go everywhere, <laughs> uh, and we'll do that throughout the entirety of the day. We'll let you know what's coming up on the lowdown with Low Tide in about uh, let's say forty five minutes. We'll also let you know what's coming up with the Jason Greger show. But for the next yeah, 52 minutes, we are going to talk fantasy sports. So any questions, comments, smart remarks, as my old friend Jeff Grishelli used to say, text them in, and we will get to those later on. On the show today, we will be joined by Jeff Ulrich. He is with Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life, also DraftKings. Uh, we're going to talk some daily sports, some NHL, because there are some games tonight in the NHL. Now, not a whole lot, only two. Blues, Blue Jackets. And the Kraken Sharks meeting tonight. That gets going at 6 o'clock and then Kraken Sharks at 8.30. We also want to talk to Jeff about fantasy golf, daily fantasy golf, because we do have the uh, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am coming up this weekend, followed by the Phoenix Open. And I think most people know that as the Waste Management Open with the rowdiness that ensues. I hear that Post Malone is having a concert there on Friday on the golf course. Pretty exclusive. Did a band just walk past the studio? I think uh, there might be somebody coming to duck into old <laughs> CFCW for an in-house uh, performance or something today because three strapping men uh, in cowboy hats and carrying guitar cases just walked right past the front glass of uh, the studio here in West Edmonton Mall. That's just things that happen, and a guy just walked by with a Levi's bag. Anyways, back <laughs> to sports. Yeah, the the Waste Management Open, always a good time, and Post Malone's having a concert there on Friday. Very exclusive, tough to get into. But we'll talk a little daily fantasy golf, who to watch out for. What is the strategy going into it with Jeff Ulrich? Um, last night in the NHL, just the one game. I don't know how many of you got into the fantasy with it. I mean, I, I know I dropped down four spots because I believe I had Philip Forsberg as my only player in our league. I'm not down to sixth, but uh, the the Ottawa Senators, despite being down 3 nothing after 20 minutes, battled back to win in overtime. Of course, the Edmonton Oilers, they're off for a week. We are now at the week marker. Next Tuesday, they'll be down in Vegas, set to take on the Golden Knights. Man, if you're going down there for the Super Bowl, that'd be a lot of fun to go watch Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers look to make it 17 straight wins 
and tie the mark of the 1992-1993 Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, also for the Daily Fantasy folks out there, you've got the Chicago Bulls and the Toronto Raptors tonight. DeMar DeRozan welcomes Scotty Barnes to the United Center. That one gets going at 6 o'clock. Brandon, do you ever get in the over-under in points in the NBA? It feels so intimidating to me. It, it it's so tough, and I, so I have a couple of friends that um they they're, they're not big basketball guys, but they love to dabble in the uh, gambling or daily fantasy on the NBA side of things because they seem to think that like some of the lines are so easy to to smash on some over and stuff like you look at some trends about like how many rebounds guys have been getting over the last week. And it's like, well, this line is very favorable to that. So they're all over it. Uh, and a bunch of us, uh, we kind of have a group thing that each of us will put one bet in per week, kind of a pick. Uh, we parlay them together, each chip in some money on it to, to parlay it. And the, yeah, like it's, it was, we really leaned into it back in the NBA playoffs because the NHL playoffs, I find it so hard to pick uh, on a night-to-night basis anything from goal scorers to, to winners even in, in covering some puck lines. So uh, we really got into the NBA side of thing, and I got into some individual betting on the NBA this past spring's playoffs as well. And um, I actually had a surprising amount of success in it given the fact that I've watched so little NBA and like even when I watch I'm like I'm not a basketball guy I don't know a ton of the strategy and stuff I just like to watch it in the playoffs because that's you know actually when it finally matters and it seems like the guys are trying for actually the entirety of the game and not just you know as they see fit when they're trying to put up 70 on a night or something so um yeah I've 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 dabbled in it but uh, it's it's funny because there's so many different stats in the NBA, right? It's not, it's not like the NHL, goals or assists. You can pick your overs on assists, blocks, rebounds, uh, points, whatever. So it's a, it's a lot of a big, uh, a big table of, uh, of spreads that you can try and uh, touch on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we joked about the first basket scorer, <laughs> which is always a great way to add some drama to the start of the game. But yeah, the, the over-under point total is one that I, I always just like, I, I have no idea. It could go over, it could go under. The NHL, I feel like, you know, it's a little easier. You can kind of look at the goalies and uh, I don't know. The NBA, for those who do it, I hope they do it well. We got a couple texts here. Husk says, hey, CH, did you let Donnie P know he needs to sharpen up on his music? Donnie P, they're getting called on the music. That's one of the that's one of the things about this job. The music's got to be on point. Although I think you started off the show pretty good today. Sammy Texton, I like this one. Okay. I'm arguing with my friend about Mahomes being in a league of his own. I talked about Burrow, and he said there's no chance. Burrow, career against Mahomes, 3-1, and one, including on the road and in the playoffs. Mahomes walked into the league on second base. Chiefs had three straight years of 10 wins or more. Yeah, they had Alex Smith. Things were going good. He says Hunt, Hill, Kelsey, all over 1,050 yards the year before. Burrow walked into a team that was a disaster and had zero weapons slash line slash defense. I understand Mahomes is the best, but to say Burrow isn't close seems crazy. No? From Sammy. I I would say that you make a lot of good points, Sammy. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he, he, he did come to a good spot, right? Like the, the Chiefs took him, what, 11th overall? Maybe it wasn't even that. It might have been higher. But he did come into a very good situation. I believe the Chiefs did trade up for that. Uh, Andy Reid was there. The, the offensive scheme was good. They had some nice pieces. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs deserve a lot of credit. I mean, Kareem Hunt wasn't exactly a high pick. Tyreek Hill wasn't a high pick, but that wasn't based off his talent. That was some off-the-field things coming into the league. Travis Kelsey wasn't a high pick. They turned into very good players. 
I think that you know we're gonna see over time how good how good Patrick Mahomes really is. You know, as the the cycle continues. I mean, that's what made Tom Brady so fantastic, in my opinion, is that he won. And some might say on the strengths of a defense, but you know who who was his weapon from start to finish? Like, I mean, he had Gronk for a, a while. For his Randy Moss, there was Wes Welker. When he started off, David Givens, Dion Branch. Uh, I mean, there was various pieces in there, and and Brady just continued to make it work. He didn't even really like have that luxury that let's say Peyton Manning had, where it was he he came into the league and he had Marvin Harrison. And then they had Dallas Clark and they had Reggie Wayne for the majority of his career. And then going to Denver, Wes Welker, Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, Julius Thomas, like Brady stayed in that one spot and guys came in and around him and they always found ways to have success. So I think the longer the Mahomes plays and the more rotation or cycles we see in that offense, like players coming and going, it's going to prove how great he really is. He's already lost Tyree Kill, and he's still going back to his second straight Super Bowl. Obviously, head coach remains the same, and so does Travis Kelsey. Kind of went on a tangent there, but I, I think, you know, Joe Burrow, to get into that conversation and almost every other quarterback, like you're going to have to beat them in the playoffs and win a Super Bowl because the Chiefs fans will always hang that over your head. How many rings does he have? Patty Mahomes has two league MVPs, I believe two passing titles. I I do think that it's not Mahomes and everyone else statistically regular season, especially this being a fantasy show. We've seen other quarterbacks surpass him in statistical categories, but when the game's on the line, is there anyone you'd rather have on your team playing quarterback right now than Mahomes? I don't think so. Yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow is fantastic. Like he's the, the 1% to the 1%, right. In, in terms of playing quarterback in the NFL, he is as, as good as it gets. But I think you touched on a lot of good points there, Connor, that the combination of the rotating cast. And yes, Burrow, when he came in, the team was a nightmare. The Bengals, you know, the bungles, as uh, we've so often referred to them. Like, But keep in mind, he did not play virtually the entirety of his rookie season following the knee injury. Tore the knee, yep. And then he comes back and has Jamar Chase. T. Higgins. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, um, C.J. Uzoma was the the tight end there at the time. Like Joe Mixon. It, Joe Mixon at the running back. It's not exactly like... When he was taking, like, kind of, you know, the second second attempt at it, I guess, his second his year back following uh, the knee surgery, like, it's not like he was out there playing with scrubs. Um, you can almost give the, both those guys the first year the wash because Mahomes didn't Mahomes play. Mahomes didn't play his first year. He sat and, and watched behind, like, a pro's pro and Alex Smith, and, yeah. and I'm sure learned a lot in that process. And Burrow, it, I mean, a little bit of a tougher role for him because he actually had to, you know, recover and rehab and everything during that time as opposed to just sitting and watching and still practicing every day. I, I just think that Patrick Mahomes, the way he thinks the game is somehow – and I don't know how it it does seem like it's higher than everybody else. And I've, I've documented it on this show on the carrier show saying, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best person to ever play the game of football, like play the position of quarterback anyway, much like I think Connor McDavid is the most gifted hockey player we have ever seen uh, in the history of the game. And it's just a matter of like time, right? The, the way we know sports science more and training and stuff, these guys can um, put their bodies in better positions to succeed. And Mahomes between his background in baseball, the way he throws the ball mm-hmm. and he can deliver it from virtually any possible angle. We've seen him throw with his left hand sometimes. It, it is crazy. And the fact that he's maintained success back to a second straight Super Bowl since the departure of Tyreek Hill, who is an 
MVP caliber player, not just top wide receiver uh, echelon in the league, but like best player in the league, period. Uh, he goes to Miami. The, the struggles this year were were, were real, right? <laughs> Kadarius Tony can't catch a ball. Travis Kelsey looked like he'd lost a step for a majority of the year until the playoffs started. Um, Rasheed Rice, you know, he grew throughout the season, but the, the Chiefs led the league in drops. Like, he wasn't getting a lot of help. And unlike Tom Brady, when you go back to that conversation, Connor, people can say that the defense won Tom Brady probably at least a couple of his Super Bowls. Uh, I would say that this year... Should the Chiefs win in a couple Sundays, this will be the first time in Mahomes' career that his defense was a real factor in their team's year, like start to finish of the year success. Because while the offense had its struggles and kind of worked things out with new pieces, the defense was rock solid all year. Uh, and they're really banged up right now. Uh, and I'm not saying that uh, he hasn't had good defenses in the past. He's had players come up big when it mattered. But like this year, the defense is like a defining quality of this team. And Patrick Mahomes is, of course, still the main piece of the puzzle. But uh, it, it, like Brady had that a ton over his career, and once I don't think Mahomes is going to win six rings. If he did, that would be incredible. But it, the fact that he he's already accomplished so much in such a short amount of time, it's certainly teeing himself up to put himself in that conversation of the greatest of all time. And Joe Burrow, I think, will be right behind him the whole way. So much about football is circumstantial, right? Where you end up. I mean, I, I've said a lot of times here, I think that if the Miami Dolphins had taken Justin Herbert with Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, and McDaniels and all the speed on that, like, they would be lighting teams up on the scoreboard week in, week out. And that's just because I think he's got more arm talent than Tua Tungvaluwa, who's a good quarterback. But the circumstances, they took Tua, that's who they got. You know, look throughout time. I mean, what if one of those teams in the Lamar Jackson draft took him instead of Baker Mayfield or... Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, yeah, I believe so. Who's going to the Super Bowl now? Like <laughs> it's it's so much of it is where you go. And the perfect situation for Patrick Mahomes was with the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid getting to sit that year out behind Alex Smith, and it all worked out well. So I agree with you, and I do think there is a chance that you know Mahomes could go for six Super Bowls if he wins this one. He's three. That's three out of four. And if he does that, like coming out of the AFC West and then having to take down the likes of Josh Allen also to a time by Loa also Joe Burrow CJ Stroud maybe Trevor Lawrence I think we're unsure on that it's a it's a gauntlet in the AFC right now which it's kind of funny because when you flip over to the other side and the NFC there's good quarterbacks there do not get me wrong but if you try and even it to compare to what the AFC is currently stacking up is laughable yeah i mean it's it's unbelievable we're in a we're in a great spot for quarterbacks and who knows like it could change very quickly i think jordan love is a guy who's ascending caleb williams a good chance of being in the nfc he could be in the nfc even some of the older guys like jared goff he's only what 29 he's still got a lot of ball left in him that's a guy who's a first overall pick (laughs) and like undisputed first overall pick could brock purdy continue to trend upwards you rolled your eyes there, but no, like, and I, I roll it because that's just like been the, the topic of conversation across all sports, uh, like football media here in the last, uh, two and a half days is that, you know, the Brock Purdy, the game manager thing. And he's not a game manager. No, he is a game manager, but that's not a bad thing. And <laughs> you, you can look at it a hundred different ways. He's a talented guy and he's winning football games. Yeah. That's, that's really where it starts and ends. And if he wants, we can loop this all back to the, the start of how you kind of teed this up was from a fantasy perspective, 
it is such a year-to-year thing. Like any given year, Patrick Mahomes might lead the league in fantasy points. The next, it might be Burrow. Uh, like Lamar, of course, with his rushing ability. Look at Justin Fields last year. The Bears were terrible. It's pretty much start to finish, but Justin Fields came on and was like a must-start in fantasy for the second half of the season. Now the Bears aren't even sure if he's going to be their starting quarterback next year. So, like, the fantasy thing, that's even more of a crapshoot than everything we just talked about, about circumstance and everything. Uh, injuries abound on your team, whatever the case. Um, but, like like you said, the league's in a great spot right now because you have a ton of really talented guys that are all super marketable and are spread out across the league. So I think that's a, that's a really good really good problem to have uh, if you're the AFC and saying, like, oh, we wish we could see Burrow and more Super Bowls or C.J. Stroud or uh, Lamar Jackson. But it's going to run through Mahomes until he says otherwise at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I will say, if, if we're going back to the original question, Mahomes I have is a tier of his own. Then I've got the likes of Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. And then there's a few others I want to wait and see, like CJ Stroud's climbing. But yeah, I, it, one it's year so is tough to put him there. It's one season, one-off. and it was tremendous. It was, it was close to uh, something like we've never seen uh, as a whole. But, yeah, he's not there yet. I think that next category, guys, you had was pretty much uh, spot on. Um, and even that can change. But I in, – in the, in, the in the world of real football, on the field, NFL, not fantasy, Patrick Mahomes is it's, – it's him and everyone else. And I'll, I'll just say this. If you look at QBR this year, Mahomes finished eighth. If you go to quarterback rating, which we won't have to get into the mathematics of it all, he, Mahomes is 14th. If you look at touchdown passes thrown this year, Patrick Mahomes is, oh my goodness, we got to scroll down, not used to this, eighth interceptions thrown, and I'm talking the higher amounts, he threw the fourth most interceptions this year. Statistically, fantasy-wise, he was not that good. But he's got his team to a Super Bowl, and when the game's on the line, despite the statistics, is anyone going to take someone over Patrick Mahomes. And you want to know why? Because nobody draws a roughing the passer penalty better than Patrick Mahomes. Nobody's head whips at the ref faster. <laughs> we'll take a break. It's Fantasy Frenzy. one 1440 When we come back, we'll be joined by Jeff Ulrich. Talk a little fantasy hockey and fantasy golf here on Fantasy Frenzy. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 11.23, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Connor Halley. Brandon Douglas and Donnie P with you here. one 1440 is the text line if you want to get some questions in for our next guest, our fantasy wizard, brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. And uh, remember, if you're heading down to the Brew House, download their app. You can get it at the Apple Store or Google Play. You'll start rewarding apps, and just for downloading it, you get a free order of garlic fingers. Absolutely awesome stuff from the Canadian Brew House. And, uh, of course, you can go watch all the sports there. I noticed a lot of families were there, Brandon, when I would go oh, like for Monday night football. So nice little family dining spot as well. A lot of, well, there's a lot of uh, families there on Sunday even because the Oil Kings were in action right yeah. across the street. So some people ducked in for uh, maybe some pre-Oil Kings lunch. And then we saw actually some uh, come in post-game as well and catch the uh, end of the Niners and um, Lions game. So, yeah, it's, I mean, hey, the menu's extensive. You, there's something for everybody, uh, any age, basically. And they do have a good kids menu uh, as well if you want to take the whole family. Absolutely. Well, we bring in... Jeff Ulrich covers uh, fantasy sports with Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life as well as DraftKings. You can give him a follow on Twitter at the Fantasy Grind. Jeff, good afternoon, good morning. How are you doing today? 
Doing good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, happy to have you on here. We want to talk a little bit about the NHL, the Daily Fantasy. But, of course, uh, no games this weekend with the All-Star festivities going on. But there is some golf, the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. And we want to talk some Daily Fantasy golf because we haven't really touched on that one yet. But we'll start off in the NHL. Uh, two games on the schedule tonight at 6 o'clock. you got the Jackets taking on the St. Louis Blues. Then at 8.30, the Sharks and Kraken. Now, I think some people are intrigued by these nights where there's only one or two games because... I mean, hey, it takes a little bit of skill and knowledge. Uh, do you like these nights when there's not too many options to choose from? I mean, it, it, it can be definitely a little bit boom or bust. Um, you know, in these situations, if you're really right, you load up on the right team, you, you can really clean up because, um, you know, you get that one player who maybe gets two or three goals or four points or something and uh, maybe comes in a little bit lower ownership. I mean, absolutely can just propel your team. So, it's kind of boomer bust. Um, on these nights, I, I always advocate playing for, playing for real. I mean, you should always be playing for first place, but especially on these nights, you know, don't be scared to, to, to sort of load up because um, you know you get condensed ownership. You get players going off at like you know sixty percent owned, but if you can find a, a couple of those really low owned gems, um, can really just propel you up the leaderboard really quick in spots like this. So you do have some teams struggling tonight. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets taking on the St. Louis Blues. And then you got the Kraken and the Sharks. Would this be a night where you load up on the Blues and the Seattle Kraken going up against the inferior opponents? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to I make a case here, obviously. You know, we want to find some lower ownership plays. Um, but especially the Kraken for me would be a, a pretty high priority um, you know, the, if you look at Seattle, too, I mean, they had a seven-game win streak, a four-game losing streak, and now they've won two of their last three and have points in three straight. And you, you look at, like, their losses all came against very quality teams, but what they've done extremely well is they just beat up on these lower-tier teams. Um, you know, six goals against the Blackhawks. They put up four, four against the Blue Jackets. They put up seven against the Blue Jackets, like, uh, less than a month ago. Um, this is kind of a spot where I, I think Seattle probably gets four or five goals minimum. They could potentially have, you know, potential for six or more. Um, I, I like loading up on them, especially like if I was picking between the two. I like St. Louis as well, but could definitely see that game being a little bit more muted. You know, maybe like a three-one uh, kind of game. But the, the Seattle offense has been has been pretty stellar in these kind of spots. I think Olivier Borkstrom um, at, at sixty-seven hundred is a really good, like one of those players who can just get you two goals and the shots on goal bonus, three points kind of thing just come in with uh, a really big night. I mean, you, you kind of see, you can even just look back at his game log. He's got he had 36 points against Columbus, that game I mentioned. He had 24 points, two uh, DraftKings points a couple of nights ago. He's a player who, you know, shoots the puck a decent amount. And, you know, when, when he's on, he's on. I mean, when he's off, he's not great either. But, um, you know, he, he is definitely a high end and, and has taken advantage of these weaker matchups uh, before. Jeff Ulrich of Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life and DraftKings joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Hallie Douglas and Donovan P with you here. one 401 If you've got any questions to throw Jeff's way, we're going to talk a little golf as well. But uh, as we're at kind of the unofficial midway point of the NHL season, Jeff, is there any teams or players that you think we got to be watching out for down the stretch? And I mean, good or bad reasons, anyone who's standing out to you? Um, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of like the obvious names. Um, I mean, I mean, obviously the, the role the Oilers are on is, is pretty incredible. Um, I, I do think like the Panthers are a team in the East who have been really solid all year. I think they're going to continue to be solid. Um, you know, just uh, that team has kind of been rolling, but a guy like Matthew Tichuk, I think could be in for a big second half. He's kind of started off slow from a goal scoring perspective, but been picking up, it up, picking it up of late. So certainly like that. 
I think you got to keep an eye on a team like the Rangers. They've fallen off a little bit, had a bit of a hot start. Um, I do think like uh, a team like the Hurricanes could potentially be in for a really good second of the half year as well. And then, I, I mean, I, the, the team that really intrigues me is the New Jersey Devils. This team has dealt with a lot of stuff already this year. You know, um, had some players in the, in the Team Canada scandal, um, injuries. It's, it's kind of just all hit them at once, but this is still a really talented team. And I think at some point you're going to see the Devils make a real move. So, you know, when Jack Hughes gets back in that lineup, if he gets back, um, you know, like I, I just I feel like the Devils will have a nice run on them at some point. And a lot of those players, Timo Meyer, uh, probably good, good guys to, to watch out for for fantasy. Jeff Ulrich, uh, part of Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life, as well as a Draft Kings contributor, a guest here on Fantasy Frenzy. Brandon Douglas, Connor Halley with you. Uh, Jeff, uh, quickly spinning back to tonight's games uh, with just the two on tap. Obviously, the goalie selection is pretty slim. Uh, currently on DraftKings, both of the most expensive goalie options, Tyler Topper, whichever Seattle goaltender does get this started, is, has yet to be confirmed. Uh, is it like a chalk night for you and you're just picking one of Decorda Grubauer? Or do you think there's another one that might provide you a little bit more value uh, based on price point for tonight's games? Yeah, I would I would probably prefer Bennington over over both those guys to be honest. Uh, I just don't really trust the Sharks. You know, like they're down um, they're down Thomas Hurdle. Um, I, I don't think that helps them create create offensive opportunities at all. I think Bennington is probably in a better spot. Again, I'm not expecting Columbus necessarily to win that game, but I think I trust them more to get like 30 shots on that. And Bennington's been pretty good this year, so I, I mean I would be okay. Certainly, you could just eat the chalk, but you know you could be in for one of those nights where it's 6-2, maybe the, the Seattle goalie stops like 12 shots or something, and, you know, like they still get the win, but it's not that big a game. I think Bennington has a better chance to get you like potentially like a 30-goal shutout or 30-save shutout, excuse me, or like, you know, like 30 saves and like less than one goal. So if I'm picking from the favorites, I'm going Bennington. I think that if you're really taking a swing, Mackenzie Blackwood with the Sharks um, is probably the way to go. Again, I obviously – you know, like if you're making 10 lineups, I'm probably burning one on, on a Blackwood lineup or something like that. But certainly Seattle players are going to be very popular tonight. And if you're making a really contrarian lineup, it, the, you know, you have to go against them. It's really just on the two-game slate, you don't really have any other options. So the way you get leverage there is by going Blackwood and that, and then probably, you know, maybe loading up on, um, on some other players like from the other games, some skaters. Jeff Ulrich, our guest on Sports 1440 Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas. Uh, Jeff, pivoting our attention over to the world of golf. Of course, we're a couple weeks into the season. Uh, a couple big tournaments on the horizon with the waste management uh, open not too far away. Uh, but this weekend, the uh, Pebble Beach uh, AT&T Pro-Am. So for those that might be a little bit unfamiliar, and, and I'll throw myself in this category as well with the, the daily fantasy uh, DraftKings style for golf on the weekend, it, it's just like anything else where, of course, you just pick your handful or six golfers. But like, what kind of strategy do you personally take and maybe recommend to some novices? Like, Are you grabbing one or two really high-priced uh, favorites and then sprinkling in some uh, long shots down the road, or do you provide a little more balance uh, to your lineup when you're building it for a tournament like this? Yeah, I mean, look, it, it really all depends. I mean, obviously, you, you want the best values. You want the guys who are, you know, looking with, like, the, the lower salaries who you know, maybe have been outperforming a lot. You should, ha- you should always be looking for players like those. You know, on a week like this, you know, a guy like Matthew Fitzpatrick at 8,200 is a great example. This is, like, a top 15 player in the world. He shouldn't be 8,200. He's had a good result at Pebble Beach. He's just a good core player to build around. But – you know, to your point, like what kind of style you maybe want to make the rest of your lineup, uh, it does depend on field and it does depend on the course. 
you know, the tougher setups, I, I always kind of recommend, you know, just sticking with the top players a little bit more because, you know, when, when it's tough, the, the top tee to green players, the top ball strikers, they all kind of shine through a little bit more. But it's also tougher for the mid-tier players. It kind of just evens out. So you're almost as good going low with your, like, last couple picks than kind of just trying to balance everything out. But, um, you know, it, it, it just it really does vary for vet fantasy golf. Um, it's, it's kind of a weekly thing because the fields change. You know, like Rory McIlroy doesn't play every week. Scheffler doesn't play every week. But when those guys are in the field and we got a tougher course, which we kind of do this week, um, I, I do recommend trying to get in a couple of lead names, you know, that win equity, having a winner in your lineup in a golf um, daily fantasy lineup is just huge. I mean, it can carry you, even if a couple of your players miss a cut. You don't have to worry about the missed cuts this week because it's an 80-man field, no cut event. But, you know, on, on, on like the majors, for, for example, um, having the winner can really save you, even if you, uh, you have a few missteps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so looking down the rest of the field then this week, like you said, a, a no-cut 80-man field. You mentioned Matt Fitzpatrick is one name that's jumping out at you with uh, some great value. Are there any other uh, names you're keeping a close tab on as we uh, approach tee off on, on Thursday here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, from the top the top names, I mean, you know, McElroy and Scheffler, this is going to be the first American start for Rory. Um, hasn't really played Pebble a ton. I don't think he did too well here when the U.S. Open was here. Scheffler has never played the Pro-Am. I don't think he played in the U.S. Open. So I'm actually okay fading those guys. I would definitely be looking at Victor Hovland or Xander Shoffley to be starting off lineups. Shoffley's played some really nice golf of late. Um, he was third here at the U.S. Open. I think he's just kind of got that game where, you know, he, he can handle setups like this where it's a little bit trickier. Smaller greens, got a great short game. He was, um, like I said, you know, he's and he's won in limited field events before. He's won a lot of bigger events. Like, he hasn't won a major, but he won the Olympics won the Tour Championship. So these limited field events have kind of been his bread and butter. Hovland's a great, great player for this setup as well, though. So those two guys would be really the, the core players I'd be looking to build around. I mentioned Fitzpatrick as a decent value in the AK range. Uh, I think when you're looking down further as well, I'm just going to reel off a couple names here that people probably aren't too familiar with, but I think they're, they set up well for this week. It's Christian Bezadenhout at uh, 6,900, South African golfer, who's second his last time out. A really strong putter, great iron player. I think he sets up well for a bit of a shorter course. And then um, at, at 7,200, Alex Noren has been playing solid. Uh, again, not a big hitter, but you don't need to be around Pebble Beach. You need to have a good short game. You need to be able to handle the Poa Greens. And uh, Noren sets up well. Uh, so those are two names under 7,500 uh, I would consider. Last one for you, Jeff, as uh, Jeff Ulrich, our guest here on Fantasy Frenzy. Jeff with DraftKings as well as Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life. A handful of Canadians in the field, so always a little extra incentive for those of us north of the border to keep tabs on. Um, what, are you, what are you expecting in any one of uh, Taylor, Spence, and Hadwin, uh, Connors, and Hughes that you might like to throw in your lineup as a little favoritism play for the week? I mean, so, so Nick Taylor is the guy who's won here before. I mean, he, he had an incredible week here about three or four years ago. Uh, just blew the field away um, with seven a couple starts ago. So, I mean, it's pretty hard for me not to recommend Nick Taylor at 7,200. At the same time, um, I would probably, like, if I'm choosing one Canadian, I would probably actually lean Hadwin. He was sixth at the American Express. Um, I think he sets up extremely well here, too. You know, he, he can get really hot with the irons and the putter. He can be a little bit hit or miss around the greens, but um, I think Hadwin at 7,300 would probably be my favorite. But Taylor certainly... Uh, is a player you can consider as well. I think both those guys actually a little bit, you know, a little bit underpriced potentially um, at 73 and 7,200, but good plays nonetheless, like both those guys well. Jeff, thanks so much for doing this today. Really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. There you go. That is Jeff Ulrich of Matthew Berry's Fantasy Life, also a contributor with DraftKings. You can give him a follow on 
Twitter slash X at the Fantasy Grind. Good golf stuff there. I'm, I'm like, I'll be, we're, we're here the, the second, uh, last day of January, the penultimate day of January, if you prefer. Um, and I'm already itching for golf season. Uh, once it's back on the TV, we see the big names getting out there. Uh, both Scheffler and Rory this weekend. I'm, I'm jonesing for it. I, I haven't been to the sim yet this winter. I might go this weekend. I'm, I'm kind of taking a bit of a weekend off, of course, with, you know, the all-star uh, game on in the NHL pro bowl for the NFL snooze fest. Um, <laughs> The senior outlaws are in action on Sunday afternoon, so that kind of takes me out of the running to go back and call that game. So I might just have a, a really casual weekend here in the city, and uh, I think I might involve maybe hitting the sim and getting the, the clubs dusted off and uh, getting a few strokes in. What's the best activity for a Sunday afternoon nap? Like, what's the best thing to watch? Cause golf. <laughs> golf <laughs> it is, is not like- even... Higher than baseball? A baseball game is close to. But the thing about baseball, like, you could miss a home run or something. Like, like in golf, you might miss, like, a great chip-in or something. Like, I don't know. But, like, it's – because watching those replays is, I think, just as good. And they it's obviously such a slow-moving sport. As long as you wake up for, like, the, the drive stretch for the leaders, the last few holes, um, for maybe the last couple groups, then you're okay. But right, like, in the middle of the day, the Sunday Masters afternoon nap is, in my mind, unparalleled. It is tough to be. Donovan, I know you're a big golf fan. You probably can't stand the fact that anyone might nap during an event, but... Listen, it's uh, it wouldn't be my first sport to nap during. I mean, I, I do appreciate some nice golfers, some nice shots, like that, that Steph Curry one where he jarred it from... I God, I don't even know. That was one of the best shots I've ever seen in the, uh, in the amateur there. But uh, curling. How about curling, Brandon? I know curling you're going to have so, some... Curling is full of action. I disagree. Yeah, that's what that's what makes it not a great nap sport. Like the mat, like Jim Nance lulling yeah. you to sleep. Like that is that is perfect. And even some uh, like baseball games. And don't get me wrong, I love Buck Martinez. I think he's one of the best color guys, and because uh, he can do both play by play and color. But his voice, it does have a certain grading quality that might make it difficult to you know drift off to sleep to if you've got the volume up one or two notches high. Um, whereas like Jim Nance, you can have the thing blasted and you're, it's like a, it's like a lullaby. So soft, so smooth. It just, it just eases you into your pillow on the, uh, the, or the arm of your couch and you have a little catch a few Z's gentle clapping. Like you'll hear, it's a a gentleman's game. You'll hear a plane go by. You'll never hear that in any other sport. The, the birds chirping uh, yeah. at, uh, but here's, do they pipe that in is, do they pipe it in at Augusta? Is it fake? I like to believe it's all it's natural. Real. I do too. What a what a butt! Like it's just—it's <laughs> like they're like tickling the mics, yeah. as as they do the commentary. Like they're getting in really close and just what a putt by Woods. And I don't know. It's something about it. It's the best. And then the uh, that's what makes the odd eruption of emotion, like when there is a a hole in one or a hole out from distance, or you know a, a great putt that travels uh, a tremendous distance, a lot of movement done or something. That eruption of emotion when a shot like that happens gives it so much more value. Then say, you know, like every time a goal gets scored in the NHL side. I, I love Jack Michaels. Same thing. I think he's great. But obviously he has so much passion that every goal is just overloaded with emotion. You can't do that in golf because they, they put it in the hole every, every, every hole. So you got to save it. If you're napping to a Jack Michaels game, it's, then you got something wrong. With yeah, I think you might have took a Bam Bam and <laughs> drifted off. That's the uh, edge of the seat. Yeah. When he, I don't think there's a better overtime winner than Jack Michaels. No. Like, it's just, it's good stuff. 
Got to get him on the national side a few more times. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we've got some news out of the NFL. Some coordinators stay in place, some being hired, some new general managers in new places. We'll talk about that, and we'll let you know what's coming up on the Lowdown with Low Tide as well as the Jason Gregor Show. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky here on Sports 1440. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas, and Donovan Paulson with you here talking fantasy sports for the next few minutes before we hand things over to Alan Mitchell and Declan Kruger, the capable hands, as they'll get you through the next couple hours on the show today. They'll have Rod Peterson. He, of course, covers the CFL. He's also down in Florida now, I believe, doing the Panthers work. So they'll talk some hockey and football with Rod Peterson. Daniel Nugent Bowman will be by for his weekly Tuesday hit at 120. They'll also do some Oilers trade targets, some rumors, headlines, and thoughts from the text line. So make sure you text in to one 1440 Then on the Jason Greger Show, we've got local. I mean, this guy's just unreal. MMA boxing does it both. Ryan Ford will be in studio from 2.20 till 3 o'clock. Then we'll have our co-host, Sean Brown, tough guy in his own right. Kenny Albert from the NHL on TNT, Fox, MSG. You want to talk about great voices. Kenny Albert will be by at 3.20 at 4 o'clock. Dave McCarthy of Sirius XM at 4.20. Jason Strudwick, former NHLer, Got Your Back podcast. He'll join us. He'll also be co-hosting. No, nay, hosting Thursday and Friday on the Jason Greger show for the entirety of the program. Uh, five o'clock, Mark Spector, and then 520, Derek Van Deest from NHL.com. So uh, lots on the 12, oh, 1440 airwaves today. Ooh, almost a slip up there. I would have been like the first time. Ooh, I halfway did it. Uh, some news to pass along from the NFL. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers agreeing to terms with Joe Ortiz to become their next general manager. He with the uh, Baltimore Ravens, I believe since... The inauguration, the inception, the creation of the Baltimore Ravens franchise. That's a long time. That's a long time. Started out as like an assistant, worked his way up. Uh, Arthur Smith, former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, my guy, going to Pittsburgh. So we'll see how their superstars play with Arthur Smith as their offensive play caller. Arthur Smith had a ton of success as an OC in Tennessee, working with what is arguably a lot less talent than they might currently possess on the Pittsburgh offense. The Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry, sure. But who were Tannehill's receivers? A.J. Brown. Before they shipped him out? Yep. Is that the worst trade of the last half four years? <laughs> Other than last year's number one pick trade, because that is, I think, takes the cake. Just for, like, not wanting to pay him? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. It is. Uh, also coming down from the NFL, Ben. I, I could not have pronounced Ben worse there. Ben, Ben, Ben. Ben Johnson will be sticking around the Detroit Lions for another year. So if you've got any Lions in a keeper league, you might want to keep them. And uh, the Bills hiring Bobby Babich, their linebacker coach, gets the promotion. He's now their defensive coordinator. I think that's about it from the NFL. Now let's get to the big news of the day. Down at McDonald's, the McRib is back. Shout out to uh, my good buddy. He uh, he goes by an alias on the text line, so I'll give it to that uh, Art Vandalay, one of the best aliases of all time. He texted in, hey, Brandon, this couldn't wait till you're off air, so he would just text me or send a group chat. The McRib is back. Are we going straight to McDonald's after this? I think it's necessary. My last McRib was in San Diego at an outdoor mall. 
And I was like with my family, like a family vacation. And I just saw it on the menu. And I'm like, mom, I'll be right back. And I just wandered over and grabbed the McRib. Was it as good as you remember? I don't know. People hate the McRib. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, 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 they're a little, um, you know, it's, uh, they're a little put off by its makeup. But like, if you actually eat one, man, don't even worry about what it's comprised of. Like, it is so good. Well, we'll... It's been imitated, but never duplicated. We'll go down there. We'll get some... Live we'll, review. We'll report back. <laughs> yeah, well, we should have sent Donovan down to go get us some. We could do it on the uh, the Instagram. Yeah, we'll do it <laughs> on the gram. Follow us on social media. Uh, <laughs> we had to get that out there because it's a big deal. Uh, Double D said, Vince Scully lulled me to sleep for years. Yeah, Vince Scully had a great voice. Legend. I'll say... There was a guy who hosted American Justice and Cold Case Files. I forget his name, and it's going to drive me crazy because he's such an icon. But he had a great voice. It's weird to fall asleep to stories about murder, but Bill Curtis was an absolute does that get, Does that affect you if you're, like, falling asleep? Because, like, people have their shows that they, you know, fall asleep to. If you're – because for a while, it, for me, it was – I did a, a full – series rewatch of criminal minds a show that i watched a lot growing up it was very popular in my household i didn't quite get to the end because at a certain point it got really bad um but i i figured i like i didn't like watching it as i went to bed and it's like it didn't give me nightmares or anything but it just like i would lay there as soon as i turned it off i would lay there and be like wow that guy was using that guy's body as a suit (laughs) i mean i i used to watch cold case files um american justice and forensic files i i don't know it's just like soothing like golf or curling just a slow talking voice but then at least there was one point where i was like yeah this is kind of weird the older i get you know we're, we're getting some comments on the mcrib i don't think we need to get to them you know we don't if people want to enjoy the mcrib let them enjoy the mcrib there's so many good things though oh my goodness the cheeseburger junior chicken my go-to that's my that's if if i don't eat supper early enough uh or late enough i should say before i like go to play uh, my beer league games i love stopping right after the game and getting a junior chicken a mcdouble and then a medium coke on ice it just hits so good then the, it won't do me well because then I am having the coke too close to bedtime yeah because it's already at, usually when i'm leaving these games it's already past my bedtime but I was like, I got to have it. I got to have it. It's tradition. So good. Nothing like a fountain pot for McDonald's to get the day going. Actually, the first time Donovan and I took a walk down to McDonald's for a coffee, he's not a coffee drinker, and they didn't have any hot chocolate, so he had a soda. It was like 10 in the morning, but <laughs> it hey, might have been earlier. I've been there. <laughs> and someone someone in the building was like, pop this early? Like, yeah, it's good. Back in my farming days, and then not even when I was like a kid, as I was like a teenager, I get uh, dropped off in the hayfield like before I had my license, so I couldn't even drive myself around the countryside to to go uh, cut or bale hay. I just have my case of Pepsi, maybe a couple sandwiches and a bag of salt and vinegar chips in my plastic grocery bag, crawling into the cab. And uh, buddy, I'd crack that first because you want it when it's still cold. So I'd crack my first Pepsi pretty early in the day. And I'd still slurp my way through probably like half a dozen of them over the course of the next 10 hours. It just kept you going. Not very healthy. I don't recommend it to any uh, 
youngsters out there listen, <laughs> listening. Don't drink that much soda, kids, but damn. Damn, is it good. <laughs> you know, I love the carbonation. I'll have an energy drink in the morning here. I got one right now. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Chomsker says large McDonald's Coke every morning at 6 a.m. It says 6 p.m., but I assume it's 6 a.m. Maybe his morning start in the evening. And not yet. That could be it. That could be it. I've been there. Uh, JCD says, I used to always get Big Macs, but I've really been into the double quarter pounder with cheese lately, and it's been perfect every single time. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I don't think you can go wrong. And you know what's one of my favorite things about McDonald's? This is a, another personal side of it, is that they use all Canadian beef. That matters, and like it does, because so many of these other uh, restaurants, they're they're more focused on uh, appealing to like marketing ploys and and PR stunts about the hormone free and the steroid free. Newsflash: all the beef you buy is uh, steroid and hormone free when you're buying it. That's just how it works. But besides that point, as a result, when they are using that stuff, they have to outsource to Australia or other places. McDonald's uses all Canadian beef and all Canadian chickens and eggs. I'm pretty sure too. What about fish? That I'm not as sure. I, I have never had a fish fillet. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I ever. I'm will. not gutsy it's, enough. It's for that not uh, not like I'm not a big fish guy to start with. So the yeah. fish fillet doesn't uh, doesn't do it for me. It doesn't get me hyped. Have you had the breakfast uh, chicken McMuffin? So it is the chicken McGriddle. So good. The chicken McGriddle might be the best <laughs> thing on the menu. I'm upset <laughs> that the chicken McGriddle is not on the all day breakfast menu because I would order that all the time. I'm just waiting for them to venture into the fish McMuffin. <laughs> oh, no. brain, brain food no. in the morning. No, it won't happen. I'm calling it. That will never. Like, could you order that? Like, I if you never want, would. If, if you're just like, hey, yeah, can I get a McGriddle, but can I replace the chicken uh, the chicken patty with a fish fillet patty? They'd be like, they're like, yeah, sure. And they go into the back and they call the police. Yeah. Please come, pull up to the next window. Come, come <laughs> pick this guy up, please. You've got problems. Bones says Jeff Grishel's having a seizure. <laughs> once, uh, once was Jeff on the show yesterday, or is he like Gregor's show? Is he on today? No, no, no. But I mean, I, I worked on Crush Performance for years down the dial. Uh, Crush is one of the best humans you'll ever meet. And I remember one time he came in and he was talking about how bad sugar was for you. And I had this big can of an uh, energy drink right beside me. I was like, <laughs> slowly hiding slide it. Slide that behind the monitor. Yeah, yeah Crush is awesome. He, he is uh, one of the best guys out there. Uh, lots of texts coming in here. Just blowing up. Steve from Drumheller. Are you guys nuts? That stuff's so bad for you. Hey, Steve, everything in moderation, man. Uh, hey, guess what, Steve? Almost everything is bad for you in some way or another. Like, buy lettuce? Oh, too bad. There's salmonella on it. Or, no, E. coli. Not salmonella. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't trust lettuce from some restaurants in town here. No, but, like, you buy from the grocery store. All of a sudden you buy it, then a day later, oh yeah, there's a recall on your lettuce. Yeah, Romaine's dangerous. Anyways, we got to wrap it up here. That's the music for us to go for Brandon, for Donovan. I'm Connor Halley. It's been Fantasy Frenzy. Check us out online. If you missed it, get the podcast, subscribe, auto-download. We appreciate it. Up next, it is the Lowdown with Flowtide and Declan Kruger. Text in 1-833-401-1440. Tell them hello. Let's get to an update. Brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Oh, that is some good Canadian beef right there. Locations in the Duke, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhockBeefJerky.com. Here is Donnie P.